Good morning, Better Life Church. Come on, can we give the Lord one more shout of praise in this place? Come on now. Man, he is so worthy. He is so worthy, man. Uh, my name is Brandon. I am so glad, uh, so honored that I just have the opportunity just to share uh, what the Lord has put on my heart this morning. And hey, man, we are so glad that you have decided to be here with us this morning. Whether you're here in person with us or maybe you're at our Grayson campus. Come on, can we give it up for our Grayson campus? Come on now. Man, we love you all, my hometown. Can't believe what God is doing there. Like honestly, growing up, I never thought uh, that something like this could happen. But man, God is good and God does what we don't think is possible and he makes it happen. And I'm so thankful for that. But man, I'm also thankful for all of you who are watching online, joining us from all over the world. Hey, drop in the comments. Let us know where you are watching. We would love to connect with you as well. But today, man, today, are y'all ready? Are y'all ready for what God has for today? Because I'm telling you, I believe that God has you here on purpose, for a purpose. I don't believe that you're here by accident. I don't believe that you're here by mistake, but I believe that God has a word for you today. So look to your neighbor and say, hey, I believe God has a word for you. Let them know, let them know. Come on, and then the person that you completely ignored and turned your back to, let them know, hey, God even has something for you as well. God has something for you as well. But today we're going to be looking at a story of a man named Lazarus. We're going to be looking at a story of a man named Lazarus. But before we do that, do we have any sleepwalkers or sleep talkers in here? Come on now, raise your hand. Y'all have any sleepwalkers, sleep talkers? Man, my hand is raised as well. Uh, I'm an awful sleep, sleep talker, sleep walker. Man, I'm telling you, it's awful. But apparently I get it from my dad. So, because my dad, he, he, he used to sleepwalk all the time. And apparently there was this time where my, my dad and man, he's probably going to kill me for telling this story because I did not ask permission. I'm so sorry, dad. I'm so sorry. But he, he sleptwalked this one time and it was him and my mom and uh, he was sleepwalking. They had watched a movie and uh, something in the movie made him mad, made him mad. He didn't like this guy in this movie. And my mom says she woke up in the middle of the night and it was like cold and my dad wasn't there and she was like, what? What's happened? Has he been abducted? <laughs> what happened? What happened? So she gets up and she says she goes and the, the door's open. And says so she's like, what in the world? Where did he go? And she said that he is out in the front yard sleepwalking, fighting a tree. He is, he is beating up a tree. He's like, hey, I got you. I got you, Mike Tyson right here. And he is beating up a tree. And she's like, oh my gosh, Keith, what is going on? Like, what in the world is going on? And he was sleepwalking. But man, we're gonna be talking about a man who had fallen asleep. That Jesus tells the disciples, hey, he is just asleep. But if we're being honest, only a few of us raised our hands that, yeah, I, I sleepwalk. Yeah, I, I sleep talk. But if we were being honest in our relationship with Jesus, in our walk with Jesus, on our journey with Jesus, I would say that a lot of us are probably sleepwalkers. I would say that a lot of us are probably sleep talkers. But see, I believe that God has you here on purpose for a purpose, and I believe that one of those purposes is for us not to leave here asleep. 
Because, hey, I know it's early. I know it's early, but I believe it's not for us to leave here asleep. But I believe it's to wake up. I believe it's to wake up and share the life-changing power that Jesus has for us. And see, like I said, we're gonna be talking about the story of Lazarus and the story of Lazarus, like I said, man, Jesus is with the disciples and they know that Lazarus, he, he is sick. Hey, Jesus, Lazarus, he, he's sick. And I, 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 think he's, I think he may die. Like he's, he's really, really sick. I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, you need to do something. Are you, you want to go back? I don't know if you should go back there, though, because, man, it's, I don't know if they really like you there. Like, I, I don't know. And Jesus, he tells them, hey, he, he's asleep. And they're confused, and Jesus bluntly just says to them, hey, he died. He died. But man, <laughs> Death with me is only sleeping. Because death is not eternal with me. But he had to tell him, hey, yeah, he died. And you know the story of Lazarus. He goes and he, spoiler alert, come on, I'm sorry. But he raises Lazarus from the dead. He raises him from the dead. And it's like, oh, what an amazing story. Oh, it's so amazing. And maybe many of you are like me and you kind of stop there. Yep, yep. Amen. Praise Jesus. Yes. But I want us to look ahead to the next chapter in John chapter 12. That whenever he is raised from the dead, he begins to tell people. Man, people around, they see what Jesus did. They've seen him heal before, but man, he just raised someone from the dead and they see it and they see this take place and they begin to tell people and they go to the Pharisees, they go to the Sadducees and they begin to tell what Jesus had done and what they had experienced Jesus do in the life of Lazarus. And then in John chapter 12, verses nine through 11, it says this, meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. For on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. Would y'all pray with me? God, we just come to you right now. God, we just thank you so much just for who you are. God, what you've already done here this morning. And God, we thank you in advance for what you're gonna do. God, I just pray that you would just open up our hearts, open up our eyes, open up our minds so we may see you, we may feel you, we may experience you. Jesus, I pray that you come and do what only you can do. And it's in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. That's right, so we see here, right here that, hey, they were looking to kill Jesus. At the beginning of it, it's like, man, they hear about these things and it's like, hey, this can't be going on. This goes against what we really want. Man, it's really gonna take over 
our temple. It's really gonna take over our city. It's really gonna take over. If people really begin to believe Jesus is who he says that he is, man, we're gonna be overthrown. So they go to kill him. I want you to notice that it's not just him. Whenever we read that, they go to kill him, but also Lazarus. But why would they kill a man that was just dead? I mean, he's just gonna raise up again. No, <laughs> but they go to kill Lazarus as well. It's like, well, why? For on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. See, our story has power. Our story has power. What Jesus has done in our life has power to bring people closer to him. Our story has power, but so many times we let the lies of the enemy creep in. But my question for you, if we were being honest, is would the people who see you see Jesus? Like honestly, with the people who see you, with the people who come in contact with you, the people who know you, would they also see Jesus? Would they come closer to Jesus? Would they know what Jesus has done in your life? And ask yourself, man, do I look differently? See, I think that we forget so often that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're in the world, but not of the world. And we become like the world to where, man, I really can't tell a big difference in a lot of the Christians in the world today. Do you look differently? Do you talk differently? And I'm not just talking about just the bad words that you're saying. But I'm talking about also the hope that you're giving. Are you speaking life into people? Or is it constant darkness and death? See, we live in such a, a hopeless world where, man, it's all negative all the time on the news, on TV, on social media. It's constant negativity about what is going wrong. No matter if you're on this side or this side, man, it's constantly negative. And people feel so hopeless and it's so dark. But see, we can share the hope of the world. See, because the hope isn't just a thing that we experience. The hope is a person that we know. Hope isn't just a thing that we experience. It's a person that we know. So are you sharing those things? Does your life look different? Do you look different than what the world looks like? Are you talking differently from what the world talks like? I'm going to be honest, this one hit me pretty good. When's the last time you've shared what Jesus has done in your life? Ah, I'm not good at sharing. I'm not good with talking, but man, you'll have a Facebook post this long. I mean, come on. I'm just not comfortable with doing that. Oh man, praise God that we don't have to be comfortable See, and we know that we're not meant to be comfortable because if we were meant to be comfortable, God would have never called himself the comforter. See, so sometimes there's gonna be times and places in your life where it's like, man, I, I'm just not comfortable with this. 
And maybe you can't do it on your own, but with Jesus, all things are possible. But the people who see you see Jesus. They wanted to kill Lazarus as well because they saw the power in his story. Just how the enemy wants to kill your testimony because he sees the power in it. And if the enemy can't keep us from giving our life to Jesus and from Jesus saving us, he'll do everything in his power to shut us up. Because there is power in your story. And if the world isn't seeing Jesus in and through you, then ask yourself, why not? Why not? See, and I believe it's because of things like the lies of the enemy. But I also believe it's because we're wrapped up in our linens. We're wrapped up in our linen. It's, it's like, Brandon, what do you mean? Like, I know I like to wrap up in my linens in bed and smuggle. Like, I know I, no, 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 no. It's because we're wrapped up in our linens, like how Lazarus was. See, John 11, starting in verse 38, says this. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time, there's a bad odor for he has been there four days. I mean, man, he is dead, dead. He is gone. He has been there four days, man. It smells bad. Jesus, don't do that. Do not roll that stone away. You don't want that because Jesus, I'm telling you, you don't want to see what's in there. You don't want to smell what's in there. You don't want to see it, man. It's too far gone. But how many of us are like that in our life? It's like, Jesus, you can have this part here. You can have this part, but man, you don't want to open up what's in the darkest place. You don't want to open up what's in that cave. You don't want to see what's in there. Man, you don't want to see that. You, it smells too bad. It's too disgusting. It's way too far gone. And we stuff those things in a cave. Like God doesn't know about them anyways. And we hide it. So he doesn't see it, but so others don't either. But then we go on to verse 40 and it says, then Jesus said, did I not tell you? Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. 
Lazarus, come out. And I don't know about you, but I am so thankful that whenever Jesus speaks, dead things come to life. I am so thankful that whenever Jesus speaks, the blind can see. I'm so thankful that whenever Jesus speaks, the lame can walk. I am so thankful that whenever Jesus speaks, the lost can be found. Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. When Jesus speaks, your linens have to let you go. But see, I believe that so often we stay wrapped up in our linens. We stay wrapped up in our grave clothes. We stay wrapped up in what we've done. But I want to ask you, what are your limits? Like, honestly, when's the last time that you've even evaluated this? Man, what are the things that I'm holding on to or what are the things that are holding on to me? See, a lot of times we think that we have a grip on something, but really it has a grip on us. What are your linens? What are you holding on to? What can't you let go of? I think of my dad sleepwalking and he was out there with his fists clenched and he was punching that tree and he was punching, punching, punching. My mom had to get him and he, whoa, what happened? What am I doing out in the street beating up a tree? But his fist didn't say clenched. He let go. And he surrendered. And people around you are going to be going, hey, what happened? That's not who they used to be. What happened? I knew them. What happened? But what are your linens? And see, like we, we talked about from that point, Lazarus goes on and he shares what Jesus had done for him. And he shares the power of Jesus. He didn't go back and try to pick up the linens that were left behind so people wouldn't see him, that he was once dead. He didn't try to hide them. He didn't go to put them in the cave somewhere. But he left the linens behind. And he went and shared what Jesus did for him. See, your linens leave behind your story. Your linens leave behind your story. See, so often we think that what we've done is who we are. So we bring the linens with us. We bring them with us. But see, it leaves behind a story. It leaves behind what Jesus has done for us. And like I said, there is power in your story. There's power in your story. See, I even often question like, well, 
Why did it take this? Like Jesus has done all these things. I mean, Jesus has been telling who he is. I mean, it's Jesus. I mean, come on now. He, he is there and he is explaining who he is and he's telling them who he is. But God used those around him to show people what he can do in them. And he used the story of Lazarus to bring people closer to him. Just how he wants to use your story to bring people closer to him. Because I'm telling you, people will try to deny the resurrection of Jesus, but they can never deny the resurrection that happened in you. People will try to deny his story, but they can never deny your story and what he's done in you. There's power in your story and your linens leave behind that story. But see also, when you lay down your linens, you pick up the life of Jesus. The breath that Lazarus had in his lungs came from Jesus. Come out, come out, Lazarus, come out. And his breath was that of Jesus because whenever we lay down our linens, we pick up the life of Jesus and we don't have to carry our shame anymore because what we've done and who we were is not who we are. We don't have to carry our shame anymore. We don't have to carry that sin anymore. We don't have to wonder what people are thinking about us and looking at us like. We don't have to worry, is God really looking at me for my past? Is God really looking at me for my shame? Is he really looking at me for my sin? No, he's not looking at you for that, but instead he's looking at you as his son. He's looking at you for his savior, our savior. He's looking at us for his son that came down and died on a cross for a sinner like you and me. He doesn't see us for who we were, but he sees us for whose we are. See, whenever you leave your linens behind, you pick up the life of Jesus. Then we go over just a few chapters and we read about the the killing of our Savior. We read about the sacrifice he made on that cross. I'm so thankful that it didn't end there. In John chapter 20 and verse five, it says he bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus's head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. And finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and he believed. See, Jesus even left his linens behind because I believe that Jesus wants to show us that, hey, death doesn't have a grip on you anymore. 
Those chains, they can't hold you any longer, but there is power in my name, the name of Jesus, that I have defeated death and I have defeated its sting. I have defeated the sin that has the grip on you. And he left the linens behind so that they could see and believe. See, your linens aren't just for you. They are also for those around you. Your linens just aren't for you to keep up with. But it's for those around you. And see, I believe today it's time to lay down our linens. I believe today in the church we have too many sleepwalkers and sleep talkers. And it's time to lay down our linens and not just be in the world, but show people the light of the world. It's time to lay down our linens. And see, if you notice in your seat, there are strips of linen there. And behind or in front of you, in your seat, there's a pen. And what we're gonna do just as we come to a close here is we're gonna take a, just a couple minutes. And some of us, man, we know what our linens are. We know what they are. But others of us, man, they're in there so deep and so dark that we forgot about them. We tried to stuff them in. We're just gonna take a couple minutes, just a couple moments. Just ask God to reveal what are some of the linens that still have me wrapped up? What are some of the linens in my life that are keeping people from seeing you? So we're just gonna write those down. And we're gonna leave our linens behind. Because of the power of Jesus, the linens don't have a grip on us anymore. And you can leave them here today. So we're just gonna take the next couple minutes as the music is being played. I write down, ask God to search you. God, what are some things that I'm holding on to that I might not even see? Take your linen, leave it behind, surrender it to him. It doesn't have to have a hold on you anymore and you don't have to hold on to it any longer. What are your linens? What are these things?
And if you're done writing, I'm gonna ask you, just go ahead, close your eyes, bow your heads. If you're still writing, hey, take that moment. Continue to write. Continue to surrender. Or maybe you've been holding on to. But if you would, with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you had a linen in your life that held a hold of you, or a linen in your life that you were holding on to, I'm gonna ask you, if you would, with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you would, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. There's a linen that's been holding on to you. There's been linens in your life. Man, that's nothing to be ashamed about. My hand's raised. If you had a linen in your life, just lift your hand. And I look around. There are so many hands raised. You know what that shows me? You're not doing it alone. But the enemy wants to lie to you and tell you, you're the only one going through this. You're the only one struggling with this. Man, you better not open up about it. You better not, better not talk about it because man, what are they gonna say about you? Man, what are they gonna think about you? So he fills you with those lies. And see, I believe that one of the linens that we have in our life is the lies of the enemy. And it keeps us bound and we believe those lies and we believe those lies and we believe those lies. But see, the Bible says, whenever you replace the lie with the truth, the truth will set you free. And the truth is that you're not alone. You know how I know you're not alone? Because the Bible says that Jesus will never leave you. He will never forsake you, that he is right there with you through the storm, through the trial, through the tough time, through the doubting, through the questioning. He is there and he has never left. You're not alone. Don't let the lies of the enemy have a grip on you. Don't let the linens of your life have a grip of you. You don't have to hold it anymore. It's okay if you can't do it any longer by yourself. You weren't meant to. To see what we're gonna do is we're not gonna take our linen out of here. But whenever you leave, I'm gonna ask you if you would leave your linen in your seat, under your seat. But leave your linen behind. Because like I've said, man, there's power in your story. And whenever you leave behind your linens, you leave behind your story. And there's gonna be people who come in here and they're gonna pick up your linen next service. And they're gonna see that, man, I'm not the only one struggling. Man, other people are doing it too. They're going through it too. Man, they're struggling too. And because of you leaving behind your linen, 
they're going to just take a step closer to Jesus and see they're not alone and that they don't have to be. But see, some of us, we're sleepwalkers. We're Christians. He saved us. We're raised from the dead. We're walking around. But we still have the linens. We're not showing people the light of the world. I want you to know I'm going to be praying for you. As those linens would lose their grip. That you would surrender those things over to Jesus. that you would take a step every single day to become more like him. See, we're not sinless. We're gonna mess up. We're gonna make mistakes. But by following Jesus, our linens are gonna fall off. And we're not gonna be sinless, but we will sin less. And whenever people look to us, they'll see Jesus inside of us. But I believe that there's some of us here who are, if we're being honest, we're still in the grave. We're still in the grave and man, it's dark in there. And it's cold in there. Man, it's lonely in there. And you feel dead in your sin. And you know that this can't be all that life is. There has to be something more. There has to be something better. But there is a better life for you and it's with Jesus. Because Jesus came, he died and he rose again, leaving his linens behind so we could live a life for him. So maybe that's you. Maybe that's you, you've never given your life to Jesus. And you've been so wrapped up in a relationship. You've been so wrapped up in the things of this world. You've been wrapped up on popularity. You've been wrapped up in this, that, and the other. You've just been wrapped up in sin. But you're ready to let go. You're ready to surrender. If that's you, I want to ask you to say this prayer with me. You can say it silently. You can say it out loud. Just say, Jesus, I'm sorry. Jesus, I've blown it. I've messed up. I've made mistakes. But Jesus, I believe. Jesus, I believe that you came. Jesus, I believe that you died. And Jesus, I believe that you rose again. Please forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I repent. I turn from my old ways. And I declare you as Lord of my life. I leave behind my linens to live a life for you. And if that's you, with every head bowed, every eye closed, I'm gonna to count to three. 
I'm just gonna ask you just to slip up your hand. It's not to embarrass you. No one looking around, not to embarrass you. I just wanna be praying for you. Because just because your life gets better, it doesn't mean that it gets easy. And you need people who are following Jesus to help you. You need people who are following Jesus to be praying for you on your journey with Jesus. So I'm gonna count to three and before I get there, on the count of three, if you just pray that prayer with me, if you would just slip up your hand. One, I am so proud of you. Two, man, God is not mad at you about your past and what you've done or your linens of your life, but God is madly in love with you. And three, if that's you, would you just slip up your hand? Come on, had hands raised before even got there. Come on, if that was you, raise your hand, raise your hand. Come on, hands up everywhere. Come on, raise your hand if that is you. Come on. You know, I didn't didn't plan on this, but I believe that God is moving. I believe that God is working. And like I said, I believe that there is power in your story. So what I'm gonna do now, I'm gonna count to three now. And if your hand is raised, I'm gonna ask you to stand with me to show people what Jesus has done in your life. One, two, three, show them. Come on, stand up. Show what Jesus has done for you, that he is alive in you, that death does not have a grip on you anymore. There is salvation in this place because of a savior and his name is Jesus. Come on, let's give him some praise in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Don't forget this moment. Because I can't believe that God would choose a sinner like me. And I want you to know he wants to use someone like you too. Salvation is not the end, it is only the beginning. Fix your focus on him. Leave your linens behind. because he truly has a better life for you. God, we just come to you right now. God, we just thank you. Thank you for who you are, what you've done. God, I just pray for every single person in this room. God, that you would give them the boldness, the courage to leave their linens behind and pick up the life that you left us. God, I just pray that you would continue to work in us, mold us, form us to be more like you every single day so that whenever people see us, they don't see us for our sin. They don't see us for our shame, but they see us for our Savior, which is your son, Jesus. God, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.